shows are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Welcome to the Adventures in Tech Podcast. Talking the latest tips and trends in educational technology to innovate and engage your students. Here are your hosts, Andrew and Dan. We are here live at NiceGate 2021. This is not a certain episode number. It is a bonus episode as we're live on the road in Rochester, Dan. Here we are, sitting in the middle of the uh, exhibition hall with lots of TVs and screens and football around us. Yeah, it's a Sunday afternoon, so everybody's still digging the football. Football is on live screens everywhere. There's a ton of exhibitors here. Um, and really, the, the, the conference kicked off yesterday, Saturday, um, with the Maker Fair, which, did you see the unicorn? I am very upset <laughs> I did not get to ride the unicorn. This is a magical, we'll, we'll post it on Twitter um, to make sure you guys can see it. But the funny part of it all was, it was like rainbow colored. It was a Maker Fair. It was, it uh, it was incredible. It was about six feet tall. Yeah, there was like a ladder to climb up, climb up on it. And I, I don't, I mean... Listen, that's what it's about. Kind of engaging students. It engaged us as adults. That's yes. for sure. Um, but, yeah, so we're live here. We uh, mentioned on the podcast we will be here at the NiceGate 2021 uh, annual conference. Uh, the theme, Better Together. Uh, there are over 1,000 attendees this year. So things are, uh, you know, kicked off this morning with a ton of sessions. And we'll, we'll recap uh, part of the day, uh, the Sunday session so far. Um, and, and what we've been able to, well, Dan and I were presenting this morning along with a bunch of other people we know, but we'll also talk about sessions that uh, we kind of got to attend to. Uh, what do you think, Dan? Yeah, I think it's been a, a great day so far. I got to, well, we got to start out this morning with the first sessions, and John and Tara from the last podcast with PBL uh, continued in their STEAM roles and did a great presentation on six ways to get better mathematics results. Yeah. So it was very well attended and yep. it was very interesting and learned a lot on what they're doing with math and math fluency with the whole idea of incorporating more student choice and voice, uh, getting those choice boards in, and then really differentiating instruction um, using tools like Screencastify and Flipgrid. And they, they started all this work you know, while we were in the in hybrid and remote and pandemic, and they carried it over into the blended learning environment back in the classroom. So, really great to see that this morning. Yeah, it was great. It was a good kickoff to the morning sessions this morning. Uh, I also got to attend uh, a session on the New York State Computer Science and Digital Fluency Standards, uh, specifically K one, but that's coming down the pipe. So. Uh, in K-6, and those uh, digital fluency and computer science standards is a big push for New York State. And it's really, you know, the, a big takeaway out of the session was they're not trying, the state meeting, they're not trying to overwhelm teachers uh, in, in providing more computer instruction to the students. It's more they are just, uh, it's, it's really crafting and tweaking your vocabulary because everything with the computer science standards you are already doing with your students, it's how you verbalize it and the language that they will acquire input, output, and, and the coding and uh, all that. That's what's really going to matter for the students and these standards as they start to roll out across the state. So that was the early sessions. Then we had uh, the opportunity to uh, present uh, after a keynote uh, address this morning, but we got to present on building uh, community virtual expos. So for those who are not familiar, Dan, why don't you fill them in like kind of what that's all about? So we um, did a lot of work while, 
you know, everything was remote and hybrid on trying to provide things that would often bring the community into the building. So things right. like a steam expo that, that we would hold, um, elective fairs, college fairs, you know, all of a sudden we couldn't do those things in person anymore. And we, we had to move it online into a digital format. And, you know, through a lot of work with Andrew and myself and the different people, guidance departments, building principals, directors, you name it, we had to come up with strategies in order to bring that online. So we, we talked a little bit about our experiences on creating these virtual events to bring together the, the, the school community and, and the community at large um, through different platforms. So we talked about our virtual college fairs that... You know, it started there, and we did it. We helped out again this year, where we had over 1,200 um, visitors to our college fair. We talked about last year's curriculum showcase, where we were able to highlight all the amazing and innovative things that was happening K-12 in all subject areas: math, science, humanities, tech ed, art, music, you name it. Um, where we were able to bring in a virtual environment and begin building that community aspect when we couldn't be in the buildings again. Right, and it's it's and if you're hearing the background noise, uh, the best part is you're hearing the football games. So uh, obviously we're up in Rochester, and on the big screens is the Buffalo Bills and Indianapolis Colts game. So it's sorry about that background noise as Dan was filling in on that session, but it really is a powerful tool in the sense that. We don't know when normalcy is going to be normal again. So getting into the normalcy part of it, you have to make things equitable. And because we have the technology available to us, that is the easiest way to make things equitable is to provide those virtual opportunities for those who maybe cannot attend in person. So that's definitely powerful stuff. And, you know, the one thing I know, like here, it's better together and it's so nice to be face to face. But we've done so much in the digital environment, right. and we've learned so much, and it, it shouldn't be abandoned. Um, you know, when you create these virtual events, they're memorialized. Correct. They don't go away. It's right. not a, you, you miss the date, you miss the time, you miss it all. You know, you can, you can see the entire experience over an extended period of time. Yeah, and, and revisit it whenever you want. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, so that got us pretty much to lunchtime, and then uh, there's been some sessions. Uh, I was taking a little look at the eSports. We've been talking a lot about eSports and how that is a big focus uh, of districts across the country right now and just starting the implementation. I know we have some plans that are, uh, you know, in, in, in the beginning stages of what we're going to do with it. Uh, anything else you attended that was valuable so far, Dan? Yeah, I just came out of a, a session where I just met you. Um, I want to make sure I get the name right. I know the presenter had a great name. It was Big Guy with a Bow Tie. Big so Guy with I, a Bow Tie. I, I want to give a shout out to him. You know, I have a clip for that, <laughs> just yeah, to say. And he really was a big guy <laughs> with a bow tie. Um, but it was Drive Your Own Story with Creative Presentation Building. And, and it really piqued my interest because it's about building something, creating. We always talk right. about doing experiences. Yep. And he's taking, you know, it, it was talking about how to take a stale presentation and make it an experience and make it interactive. So he talked a lot about different tools. Of, co of course, he brought out the Swiss Army Knife Google Slides. We love it. Um, but I got introduced to something I was familiar with but didn't realize it had this aspect was Tinker. Um, I know T-Y-N-K-E-R. T-Y-N-K-E-R. Yep. Uh, I, I was, I, I never had really invested and done my homework completely. I knew it was a block coding. 
Um, but there, there's cool ways to block code presentation. So you set ah. up instead of like going into a presentation like slides or PowerPoint or Keynote, you can just build presentations using block coding. Right. So, you know, of course it would be a lot easier just going into one of those tools and building, creating there. But if sure. you're talking about those computer science standards, if you're talking about teaching students the ability to code and critical think and look at algorithms and, and those repeated loops and everything. Yeah. So giving them the, the challenge of designing something that looks like a slide deck, that moves like a slide deck, that interacts with a slide deck, but creating all those interactions based on code um, definitely brings in a new aspect that's definitely worth pursuing. So thank you to Big Guy in a Bowtie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll give you a shout-out. Hopefully find you on Twitter as well, Big Guy in a Bowtie. I love it. Um, that just ties back into those those standards, those uh, computer science standards as well, uh, which, which is monumental. As we know, that's coming down uh, the pipe from New York State. Um, the thing with the coding thing is that's something that, you know, we can definitely think because December is, you know, code uh, coding week. Uh, Computer Science for All Week is uh, coming up as well in early December. So uh, another thing to investigate possibly with your students, uh, play around with a little bit, uh, and we can definitely look into uh, Tinker, T-Y-N-K-E-R as well. So I just pulled it up. want to make sure we give him, his name is David Lockhart. Um, you can follow him on Twitter at Big Guy in a Bowtie. Love it. And uh, his email is Big Guy in a Bowtie at Gmail. Yeah, so definitely reach out to him if you have any questions. You know, that's as we continually say on the podcast, educators are just here to do what's best for students. So sharing, uh, collaborating, uh, Big Guy in a Bowtie, I'm sure, will absolutely do that. And we'll be sure to tag him in the podcast as well. So. Uh, so that's gotten us to where we currently are right now. And go ahead. No, I was going to say that we're, we're sitting on the exhibit floor. We're in the, the Trox yes. uh, booth here. And the reason why we're here is, one, because the people are great and they're letting us be here. Yep. Um, but they're playing a big role in the NiceGate conference. Yeah, we're going to get to that. Yep. So I, I thought it would be good to get them to come on and explain what their role is here and how they're helping us all out. So Trox is a company, uh, T-R-O-X, that uh, kind of provides, uh, you know, uh, school districts, uh, all kinds of equipment, uh, whether it be Chromebooks or uh, different kind of display panels. I mean, there's there, uh, everything. I mean, uh, the, the catalog is huge. Um, but specifically this year, something that's exciting, you know, they said coming back, uh, and being better together. This was a big focus of NiceGate, making sure uh, safety protocols are in place, making sure everybody feels comfortable, you know, box lunches. I mean, they are taking all of the steps uh, tenfold as to how to make sure the experience is enjoyable, but you're also safe. And what they are doing is throughout the, and, and I mean, there, there's a ton of rooms. There's, there's a, a ton of rooms. Um, but through the entire conference, Trox has a jade air purification system and comes in two colors. Dan, you're actually leaning on one right now. I am, the uh, white one. Yeah, the white one. Um, but these things are awesome. They're awesome. So basically what it is is it's a surgical, uh, the, the, it's an air purifier, uh, and it just basically is surgically cleaning the air. Um, and I can't give it the justice. It moves the air. It's whisper quiet. It's got robust technology. It's 35,000 plus, uh, you know, protecting medical uh, facilities all over the place. Um, but I do want to bring someone on. I don't know where she went right now. She walked away. She got, you know, she got pulled away and that's fine. 
Um, but it's going to remove those harmful viruses and toxins, pollutants and airborne contamination that, you know, we are all kind of in, you know, it's in our it's in our mindset right now. Um, and it, it helped definitely increases alertness and, and mental uh, energy. So uh, we're definitely excited that uh, Trox has been so, number one, gracious to let us broadcasting live from their, their booth on the exhibit floor, uh, but also to learn more about the Jade Air Purification System. All right, so I know we're here to talk uh, about the Jade Air Purification System. Again, Trox is, uh, you know, the vendor for it here today, uh, today, or actually for the whole conference at NiceGate 2021. And we're going to get all the nuts and bolts about the Jade Air Purification System. We have one of our representatives from the Trox uh, exhibit team here, Kelly. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome, we're excited. Thank, Thank you very you for much. Coming. And, you know, we did a little uh, background Kelly is a phenomenal individual, as Dan's using the hand motion over the jade there. But anyways, Kelly, tell us your story. I mean, we're talking Olympics here. I'm blown away. I am. Yeah, well, I kind of have a unique background. I love it. Sometimes when people meet me, they might think I'm a little different. I say, well, it's, it stands to reason I have a unique background and past. So I was fortunate enough to uh, get into ice hockey when I was young. I'm from the Boston area. Boston. And, uh, Boston uh, had our great Bobby Orr at the time. Right. So, yep. uh, male or female, everybody wanted to play hockey. Yeah, you know? there you go. Great. And so I ended up playing locally and then uh, progressed to play for Northeastern University. Wow. It was a great experience. Yeah. And then as I was unfolding, I graduated uh, university in, in 90. And then the first ever women's world championship, so a full international ice hockey sanctioned event, was in 1990. Wow. So as I was progressing from you know, playing at a high level in college, went over and flipped it right into playing for Team USA. Wow, Team USA. That's great. It is. Great. And it was the first ever women's team, right? Yep. And it actually turned out that that event in 1990, it was in Ottawa, so in Canada, um, turned out to be... We didn't know at the time, but the seeding event and the example event for what became women's ice hockey in the Olympics. Kind of laid the groundwork. And, and now, I mean, it's just so prevalent. Like You think of women's ice hockey and you kind of, I mean, at least for me, I remember that first Olympics. It was 98, right? But yes. uh, you hear women's ice hockey and then I was like, wow, I didn't know it was such a thing. And now I don't, you don't even bat an eye. So yeah, well, the, you were there to, to yeah. bring it to all of us. And Yeah, that first event and what they gauged on in, in 1990 was the in-person viewership and then the TV audience. So we filled the NHL building in Ottawa, but then also the TV viewership was over 10 million. Wow. So a whole bunch of things just came together at the right time to make this work. First, being in Canada, where it's just an accepted sport, an accepted sure. way of life for male or female, I think really helped the overall acceptance. But to think that, that all those pieces coming together is what brought it to the Olympics in 1998. That's great. So how was the experience of being at the Olympics in 98? It was excellent. I had the, the privilege to represent Team USA as a spokesperson. So I had been on the team from 90 to 97. I was getting older. My nickname was Grandma. <laughs> I wasn't quite that old. You still could stop the puck, though. Come on. Right, yeah. But, you know, it was just time and how it worked out. You know, USA ended up beating Canada in the gold medal game. And it was, I still get goosebumps just saying that. And it was tremendous. And, and actually, the goalie that was in net was Sarah Teeting. 
she played out of her mind. I mean, I, I can recall one save, it was like going cross crease and she turned backwards, turned around and like the puck hit off the back of her heel and bounced out. And that was the turning point with like, I think it was two minutes and 30 seconds left on the clock. So these things just all let it, it's like it was meant to be this mm -hmm. way. And some people are like, oh, that's too bad. And, and you, you know, the overall picture of it, it all worked out fine. And I was still very proud to be part of the moment and uh, in whatever capacity it was. It was gold medal, right? Yes, it was. Gold medal, first one ever, Amazing. first of many. So that's fantastic. Kelly, what a, what a great background story and like you said you're the spokesperson there and now you're kind of the spokesperson for trucks here today so yeah. as we talk about health and safety in the educational settings colleges k-12 settings trucks has the jade air purification system we want to let everybody know about this product what can you tell us about it well surgically cleaner is the manufacturer and we created the jade after having an extensive time in medical and dental Okay. So again, you go into a dental office or into a medical office, you're in a close quarters, you, you may be sick, even if you're having dental work, something might be exposed. So you, they right away needed to have high level of air changes, but also killing germs, viruses, bacteria, and fungus just to keep the both teams healthy. So we were well versed in all of these things uh, for medical and dental. And then when the pandemic hit, right. we were perfectly suited for the, the six layers of technology to go into almost every aspect of life. And, and I tell you, I've done everything from embryo labs to churches. Wow. Since, uh, since 2020. Um, and you know, we're easy to use, easy to operate, plug and play. And some of the big things are we move a ton of air Right. Very low sound level. Sure, right. that's I, important in the classroom setting. I'm sitting right next to it. You and can't, I can't even hear, even it. hear it. I right. know, and that's the key because we have a saying in in our industry is like an air purifier that's noisy doesn't work, and everybody looks at you and goes like, why? It's because somebody's going to turn it off. Right. Um, but this one, you know, you just turn it. Uh, there's five different speeds. Most people, like in a classroom setting or, you know, anything, lawyers, architects, uh, anything, right, where people need to be able to communicate clearly. Uh, podcasts. Yeah, there you go. Um, you know, medium is perfect. Again, you're still moving a ton of air, and you're still uh, at a functional sound level. Does it, I mean, I'm looking at the spec sheet and everything. Is there a specific square footage that they kind of are saying the yep. specs are? So it really is not about us. It's sort of about the CDC and what okay. their recommendations right. are. The CDC's recommendations are for medical and dental, six, a minimum of six air changes per hour. For schools, offices, churches, and general places where people come together, approximately three to four air changes per hour. Okay. And then they went on to say even for homes, you only need about one air change per hour when you don't have a lot of outside exposure. Sure, coming in. sure. You know, I didn't even think about the home component because you see right. all those other ones, but these things are fantastic for, like, the home. Um, is this like a specific, just a commercial product, or is it being oh, sold for homes as well? I've done many, many homes. Okay. Um, anything from a family member, is, you know, especially noticeable if it's a child, has sure. any kind of respiratory situation, uh, right. asthma, allergies, uh, constant congestion. The process um, through the six stages actually makes the air thinner and lighter. Okay. So easier to breathe, but you're also increasing your oxygen. Sure, which is important, breath. right? Right, big thing with the pandemic. The other big thing with homes is um, people, if they were in treatment, like say for cancer, and otherwise healthy, 
the hospitals at the peak of everything did not want those people coming into the hospitals. Also a weakened immune system. Right. So they would usually designate like, you know, their chair at the house and then have two hospital workers come and do their treatments at home. Had many, many people buy one or possibly two machines for that. So as the people from outside were coming in for treatment to keep them safe from that situation, but then just for overall healing and wellness. You know, and we think about there's a lot of variations on what the guidelines suggest. I don't want to say guidelines suggest, but what school districts are doing on a local decision basis across the country, masks, no masks, have to wear masks, vaccinate. I'm not getting into that, but either way, there's germs in the classroom. So this is just a clear cut way where you can really filter the air for the classroom, for the students, for the teachers, for anybody. And it'll probably keep most of the kids healthier overall. Right. Yeah. Well, it's been interesting. I've received a few very nice thank you notes. And uh, one school system wrote, said, you know, Kelly, we can't thank you enough for assessing our space. He goes, not only did we not have a single outbreak of COVID, it's the healthiest our school has ever been. Right. As far right. as colds, flu, stomach sure. virus, all of that. Is, it's the absolute healthiest their school has ever been. Oh, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. We know how much, I mean, especially the elementary kids, you know, obviously they're much better with hygiene now, uh, you know, coming out of the last 20 months. However, they're still elementary kids. It's not at the forefront of, mm-hmm. oh, wash your hands, hand sanitize, blow your nose, you know, clean. They're, it's still not in their mindset and ingrained in them every day. This is just another safety net to, to kind of keep the kids in school, which is what the ultimate goal is with, you know, with educators because it's just a better educational experience. Yeah, I think teachers really become to look for this. You know, there's some light indicators that show you the air quality and some numbers showing you the particulate. Is that teachers look to it as a source of confidence. Um, again, I had another teacher that she had a classroom, she had her jade, everything was going great. She needed to go into a room down the hall, into a project room to complete whatever they were working on. And she's like, stop, I'm not going anywhere till I have that jade moved into project room. Kids, hold tight. And she went and got a, somebody from facility. I mean, they're not heavy or anything. but No, 30 wanted, pounds, that's nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. But So anyway, that's the, the confidence level and what people are looking for is once they, they know what the system can do, they've experienced it in the classroom. And, and I think, you know, whether people are talking about their fears and anxieties, you know, it's there, right, mm-hmm. in all of us, really. And I think just having another added level of something positive to focus on and having the confidence, the fact that it is medical grade and it's doing what it's designed to do. I mean, I just think of everything we've been through and how much more aware we are of, of hygiene and how things spread. And right. just having that in a classroom or in a school and that is just makes sense. Yep. I mean, COVID or anything aside, just how many instructional days you lose through sickness yep. and this and the spread and everything coming around. So. I can see that. I mean, we see here, it, it probably keeps kids more alert, too. I mean, yeah, that's another aspect. I, I, th- yeah. I think about, like, you're talking about, you know, respiratory issues I, and, and the asthma problem. I think if my, when my dad was young, if he had something like this, his siblings wouldn't hate him because he'd constantly have asthma attacks and have to be rushed to the hospital and they didn't get to do anything fun. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> but, um, but you think of, of just. The, the quality and, and kids w- with those respiratory issues or things with allergies and, and all that in that air that it kind of puts them in a bit of a daze. 
Yeah, well, there's a couple aspects to it. So we've been sold into Letty uh, high-level athletic facilities, so like pro teams, college teams, but even like Tom Brady's. Can I say that here? In That's fine. I, yeah. I don't know. Brady. I don't know. I mean, listen, there's a whole documentary with Tom Brady right now. So She might yeah. be stirring things up, saying Tom Brady, uh -huh. Buffalo. Some people losing. love him. Some people hate him. It is what it is. But, right? but he doesn't play the Bills anymore, really. You know, no, so, so he's good. He's, but, I mean, the longevity of what he's done. But Yeah, that's another whole but, podcast. And his commitment to, you know, health and wellness. Correct, so, yeah. So TB12, there's a couple of facilities in Boston. They have purchased Surgically Clean Air. Actually, the one in Tampa purchased it as well. So not really just for about colds and flus, but there's an athletic performance component to this. So the system um, scientifically makes the air lighter and thinner. So with that, with each breath, you're increasing your oxygen intake. So, so I can get altitude training? <laughs> no, but you can increase the oxygen flow in your body. So I'll get that benefit? Yep. Uh -oh. He's playing in the mountain. I'm, playing, I'm, I'm thinking about that. Oh, now. you are? Good yeah. for you. It's nice to have high goals. <laughs> there you go, literally. But then um, also Harvard did a study. It wasn't on our system specifically, but just on air purification. And the, the title of the, the story was Pure Air Makes You Smarter. So the same way if you look at it as an athletic component for recovery is that, again, increased oxygen into your body is better cognitive capability. So, no, it does. It brings about alertness. Um, again, just like any muscle in your body is reacting better, but to a point where this is what um, the casinos in Vegas pump in. Because our final stage is we reactivate the air with negative ions. So negative ions occur in nature, wherever there's collisions of water. Hmm. So that sort of fresh air feeling you get after a rainstorm type thing. So we have a negative ion generator that combines with the cleaner, lighter air. So the net, net effect on your body is just increased performance. So when you say, yeah, would you stay more alert in classrooms? And actually, we were just at a show with Trox last week in Indianapolis, and we had somebody, Jake, who had the system there, um, head of a school, and he, that's what he said. The single most thing I love about this product is I don't feel sluggish after lunchtime. Wow. Wow. That's impressive. Definitely impressive. So a couple questions that came to mind as you were, you know, talking about, you know, the fantastic system here for surgically clean air is, so you bring this into a classroom. And you start, you know, you start it. How long does it take to you think that the air will be, you know, moving around and it'll be clean, for lack of a better term? Yep, it's quick. And that's because we look at ACH, which is your air changes per hour. So okay. if you're looking at a room that's approximately 700 square feet, sure. you're going to be churning every ounce of air in that room three to four times per hour. Wow. Okay. So again, I, I say the first person who comes in and flicks the lights on, flicks the jade on. Right. 15, um, 20 minutes, you're ready to go. Absolutely. Wow. That's great. It is. That is awesome. I mean, in a 700 square foot room on average, I mean, that's... That's so like the size of a classroom. Leave them on twenty four seven. We have a lot of clients in California. So when the wildfires came, right. again, they just had a very big project, right, in keeping all of that clear from the buildings. And so during that time, they let them run twenty four seven. Once that time passed, then maybe they turned them off at the end of the day, turned them on in the morning. So you can be very flexible with it, like whatever works. But under normal conditions, you could just actually run it just when people are there actively right. in the school. Right. Um, <clears throat> Maintenance-wise, challenging, filters? No. First of all, no technician needed, all which right. is wonderful. Okay. So That's great. I've had some teachers do it themselves, sometimes facilities, sometimes maintenance, whatever tends to work. And then of the six stages, three of them are permanent and okay. three of them get replaced. So the HEPA filter, that's the capture of the particulate and aerosols. Yep. That lasts if you're just running when the classroom is open 
for about three years. Oh, three years. Oh, yep. gosh. I'm like, how, three months, you know, whichever. No, three years. That's so great the, lifespan. The UVC bulb lasts about three years. And then the other filter is the activated carbon, and that captures chemicals, off-gassing, and odors. And that is about a year and a half. Okay. Wow. But Still the really cool great. thing is the machine has three little indicator buttons on it. And so there's nothing for everybody in the school to track or record when the light blanks that's telling you something needs to be replaced. And it doesn't have to be done like that day. It's right. Like, it's the same. Hey, I, I need a little attention over here. Right. Right. But again, um, you know, you just order them. You open up the machine, pull the old one out, plop the new one in, and uh, hit a reset button. And are they costly for the filters and everything? No, they're not. The replacements? Um, or I the bulbs? over the course of three years, it was roughly 225 Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, it's I mean, for clean air, air yeah. it's a great price. Absolutely. Great price. And the other nice thing, too, is not only the price, but is the ease. So you don't need to have somebody be highly attentive to these right. all the a time. A technician, it's, you know, it's whisper quiet, it's a hands, it's san- san- sanitized. You don't even touch it. Well, you know, we had to do, too, during uh, COVID, obviously, our demand just exploded. And so with so much um, new customers in so many areas, we had to create a YouTube channel. So we're Surgically Clean Air on YouTube. Great. And all it is is little segments of how-to. So how to change the HEPA filter, how to change Perfect. your UV light. So it, it became really a great But that's fantastic resource. when you said there's no technician needed. Mm-hmm. That's what people go to is they go to YouTube, I know. really. You know, I mean, listen, hey, you know, I have to a do it yourself. Year old. I know I this. <laughs> You know, the thing is, so I know we talked about schools, and obviously that's where Trox comes in. And if they're interested, please reach out to the Trox account executive to get more of the surgically clean air, jade air purification system. But what about, you know, which I think is a market that you said you kind of delved into as well, is the home market. So if, if people are listening and they want one for their home, maybe, you know, not for their classroom, but they want one for their own family, yep. where can they get them? Um, I think you can still go through your trucks or Tierney representative. Okay. Um, yeah, that would probably be an appropriate step. Because okay. Because they are, you know, they're full partners with us. Okay, so, so that's the this, distribution channel. Yeah, it's not like go to the website and buy it, you know. Yeah, well, we don't sell it on the website okay. because we started as a medical direct company. Sure. So we're keeping with the direct model, direct, but then also with our partners. Understood, understood. So I'm sure this varies what is like a cost of a unit itself? Yep, so it does vary a little bit. So we, they have great um, multi-unit purchase discounts. Um, they're also really working to bring the cost down as low as possible um, to be able to really, quite frankly, help as many people right. as we together can. That's fantastic. It's great. Well, Kelly, I mean, so it's much. such an awesome product. I need to get one for my home. I tell you, I do, you know. <laughs> Uh, just because nice. my kids. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yep. you know, you see those other ones, but like this thing has just completely blown me away compared to the ones that you see over the counter, for lack of a better right. term. You know, just you barely know it's there. Yeah. And we do have a great short technology video either on Surgically Clean Air at YouTube or also through the Trox Tierney site as well. And it's just a, it's like a two minute little video, but it really goes over the depth of the technology. We'll definitely link that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a great little piece. And it, it's kind of fun because it shows the inside of the machine as well. Yep. It shows the UV bulb and the titanium dioxide and then the filters around Right. That. Which people want to know the nuts and bolts of it to say, how is it, how is this working to protect my family, to protect my students protect my community right. at large I always that's great say, you know uv light shines as a blue light and i, I right. always caution people it's important to know 
what your blue light is doing. Sure. So UV, you know, has a couple of different classifications, but once you get to UV-C is when it becomes germicidal. So okay. killing germs and viruses. So again, just because something has a blue light, you really need to sort of understand a little bit more of the details. The science part of it. The yeah. science part of it. That's great. But And which a lot of people are like, hey, some people don't want to know that. Some people want to know that. So it's right. great that you're yeah. providing the avenue for those who want to, that learning to have that extra shield of protection. It's fantastic. Yeah, some people just go through a trusted colleague or a friend. Sure. Um, word, of, word of mouth has been very, very strong for us. Um, and other people, yeah, they want to get into the depths of the, the nuts and bolts. radicals, yeah. which is fun for me to talk about too, until people's eyes start to roll in the back of their heads. And we're done. That's it. That's it. We'll go back to hockey now. That's, that's it. Right, that's right. But that was my start. So when I started with Surgically Clean Air, I had actually come from Easton Hockey. And my first goal in coming to Surgically Clean Air was the hockey locker rooms. Right. So for all those people who've played hockey, you kind of get a visual or a yeah, yeah, yeah. Scent. you might recall. I can smell it now. So we are highly effective. We're in the locker room of the New York Rangers, of the Boston Bruins, of Vegas Golden Knights, LA Kings. Wow. I mean, we wow. are really powerful in the league. Um, so that's where it started off and now. Yeah, and a lot of those teams, you know, we were in for quite some time, five or six years, and they called me like, we are so glad we were ahead of the curve on this. Right. You know? Right. Right. Well, this has been fantastic. Thank I'm you very so much. yes, Kelly. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. This has been a great, uh, you know, information system about the Jade Air Purification System. Like Dan said, we will link everything for Surgically Clean Air uh, to the notes, uh, so you can see the YouTube videos, and uh, we'll actually put Trox's information on there right. as well, in case you want to reach out and get a quote on some units for your business your schools, your, your home, whatever works for you. Um, but we thank you again, Kelly, for thank joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Really appreciate thank it. Thank you, guys. All right, be good. So uh, we're going to wrap up this episode. It's a bonus episode here. Uh, and we will be back, hopefully, Dan, tomorrow, talking a little bit more uh, about more sessions at the NiceGate 2021 Better Together Conference. Find Andrew on all socials at A Nicola Tech and Dan at WCSD Tech DR.